you are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lovin and Joe Shassi coming at you every week, whether the Giants are good or bad, talking all things Giants baseball. Make sure you're liking, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, telling everybody about it. All part of the Odyssey Sports Network here at 95.7 The Game. I want to get into just kind of where things really stand now with Farhan, though, uh, and, and just where things are with the Giants overall, because it's just looking at where things are at right now with the Giants. I just find myself asking, Chasky, how did it get to this? Like, where did things start to go wrong with this front office? And where do we get to the point where Bruce Jenkins is writing in the San Francisco Chronicle, the five-year plan has failed? I mean, that's for, for Bruce Jenkins to come out in that blatant and to, and to blatantly say like that, that the Giants plan has failed. That's kind of like, you know, they call him the grand sage here for a reason. Bruce Jenkins, he knows what he's talking about in that sense. The fact that he's coming down on Farhan like that kind of, I don't know if surprise me is the right word, but it, it caught my attention a lot. So I don't know, Shesky, if you were to kind of pinpoint a when things really started to trouble you or go south, because I remember we did the intro episode for this podcast last year at the start of the 2022 season, and both you and Mark Willard were very, very high on Farhan at the time. You were incredibly excited about Farhan. How could you not? We just had a 107-win season. A couple months ago, you you were you know putting together a rough draft of, of a potential apology for Farhan. So times have been good with Farhan Zaidi. It's not good enough. But we're, now we're here. Yeah, here we are was- talking about why you can't get rid, get rid of him. What was that moment, I guess, for you? You know, when when did that moment come into play for you that you wanted Farhan out? Well, I, I think when you look at the totality of 2022, after how bad their their off season was of 2021, like Buster mm-hmm. retiring and you not parlaying all that success of 107, there was no carryover, like none, mm-hmm. none. You know, like the Phillies had a great run last year, and then they went out and what they do? They uh, signed Trey Turner. Yeah, right. No, I, I yeah. I mean, I, I so, absolutely agree with you. I think that and, was and Sam, the, Sam, oh, sorry, yeah, modern sports world. It moves fast. The days of five year rebuilds are freaking absurd. Sports yeah. fans don't have patience for that. You're not the Tampa Bay Bucks of the 80s. Like, come on, dude. We are. If you are running one of these teams, they are worth six, seven, eight billion dollars in the modern sports game, if you're one of the mega franchises, which the Giants are, they are not the Cincinnati Reds. They're a mega market, mega team who has Mm -hmm. won championships in recent years. To say that you're just going to kick the tires and put together one- and two-year deals for a bunch of journeymen's, it's like a bunch of Band-Aids and pretend to compete. Dog, the sports fan is much more discerning with their eye, and they're more conflicted when it comes to their viewing habits and their spending habits. They see right through you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We wouldn't do this in basketball. We wouldn't do this in football. And we certainly aren't waiting around in baseball anymore. The consumer moves too quick. We're not waiting for a five-year plan. It's a two-year no, plan at minimum. I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that for me, I agree with you. My, like, uh-oh, what the heck is going on here moment it did come in 21 when they had that incredible base, that incredible season. And you had two, two free agents that I really wanted the giants to go after that year, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, just get one of those guys. But the giants said, well, you know, Hey, we really like what Brandon Crawford did this year. So we're going to bring him back. You know what? I can. Okay. That one, Brandon Crawford giants legend, you know, very big fan favorite here. There's an emotional tie there. Maybe ownership got involved with that one. Realist, I could I could look the other way on that one. I I may not like it, but you can rationalize both it. the belt and Crawford final deals 
look really bad. Oh, they, they backfired. They absolutely backfired. Unfortunately. But if you go back to how you were feeling at the end of that 2021 season, it was hard to really make the argument, especially with Buster retiring. I think it was kind of hard to make the argument. Let's just let, let the Brandons go. No, after no, I hear you. So they look bad. And this is the problem with, and this is not a problem, but this is kind of the thing with the Giants. Like emotion, at- emotional attachment has always been a big part of this organization. It's why they gave Tim Lincecum $34 million after leading the league in losses in, in 2012. We get attached to players and we're willing to pay them to hang around and see if they can get back on track. But at the same time, we're still like, there's no love lost for Brandon Crawford. We're frustrated with his performance, yes. But when he comes to the plate, he is routinely getting the loudest ovation every night at Oracle Park. The fans still love him. So you know what? I can okay that one. The one that's harder for me is at second base. No disrespect to Tyro Estrada. The Giants could have gone out and gotten Marcus Simeon to play second base. And I would absolutely take Simeon over Tyro Estrada right now. You know what the Giants are? You know what the Giants are? They're the Colorado Rockies with more one and two year deals for fringe guys making way more money. You like seriously, like, you never want to be like the Colorado Rockies. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're you're not wrong. I I absolutely agree with you. That's a, that like I, I say it's a horrible comp. Like the comp is good, but it's a horrible team to be compared. That's to. what I'm saying. So yeah, you're absolutely right. So, but yeah, I think that off season. Listen, if if Brian Sabian was still in charge after that 2021 season, he would have thrown Brinks trucks at guys like Simeon or Seager to try and add to this roster. Or traded some of their prospects to bring Mm -hmm. in a surefire player. I think that's that's the other part. They've been gun shy. Like, okay, we saw Wade Meckler. Come on. Yeah. Well, Wade Meckler, that... I, I like Meckler a lot. I was rooting for him. Uh, it's it's clear that he was absolutely overmatched. I don't know why the Giants promoted him like they did. It felt like a panic move, and it turned out, yes, it was a panic move, and it really, I think, has backfired on them in a very negative way. And But, so, yeah, I agree with you there. But, yeah, that, that offseason, you look back on it, yeah, they could have made trades. I don't think their farm system was that great back then. Uh, I, think I still don't like, think it's that great. It's better now, but oh, compared great. to what it you was. Five years, you've traded away no one, and it's slightly better. That job well done. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, again, I'm not, no, I'm not saying it's great. I'm saying it's better. But again, there's there's context there. You know, like it was here, and now it's here, even Bro, though we wanted to be up here. Is there anyone in the Giants organization right now who is untradeable for someone like Dylan Cruz, who went in the top uh, uh, of the draft? I think he went number two overall to the Nationals. Would you trade? Like right now, I'm willing to bet right now, Dylan Cruz will be better than anyone, anyone in the Giants organization. Dylan Cruz has played a month. He's played a month in single A, for Christ's sake. That's how bad it is. Like, let's come on, Sam. I don't care about my rankings anymore. I'm watching these guys. I like Luis Matos. Okay, I do. I really mm-hmm. do. He needs to hit the weights. It's so clear. Like, and even on his high end, he's a on his high end, maybe a 275 hitter, maybe 15 home runs. If all goes well, like look around the bigs. Look what Car- Corbin Carroll's doing. He doesn't yeah. have blazing, blazing, blazing speed like that. Like, I, I just I feel that like is the premier guy in your system. Yeah, like Marco Luciano, I feel like it's supposed to be that guy, but like we're not seeing it. It's just he's not at the big league level because they, for some reason, want to keep him buried in AAA. I, I, I don't get that. And it's at the point where I think the, the moment for me, I mean, again, the 21 seat, that offseason 21, that was a red flag for me. But it's like, you know what? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They they figure out a way to turn water into wine. So, you know what? Let's see if they could do it again. When things didn't go well in 22, you could say maybe that was the fluke year. This year, though, it was for me. 
at the deadline when when Farhan said we like our pitching depth. That's when it really started to hit home. Like yeah, this thing, it's it, this is off the rails. This is going nowhere. And now you're at a situation where what's really troubling and why I think you are going to see massive changes is they are having serious communication breakdowns. You got Ross Stripling talking about being on the Phantom IL. He doesn't know when he's going to pitch next. Sean Manaya, he doesn't know. And that's not even the first communication breakdown with Ross Stripling. Remember a couple weeks ago, Gabe Kapler's like, yeah, Ross is dealing with a back issue. And then they go and meet with Ross afterwards. And like, yeah, you got a back issue. And Ross is like, wow, I kind of wish Gabe told me about that before he, uh, he said that to you. Like this is an organization that prides itself on communication and they're having serious communication breakdowns right yeah. now. Like the one thing you can hang your hat on, you're not doing that anymore. So it's almost at the point where, where do things go wrong to the point where can it be salvaged? I don't think any of this is salvageable at this point. In the last four years, let, let's rattle off the big time trades that have been on the table. Juan Soto. They didn't have enough for him. Okay. I, I just, but I mean, that that's okay. still a failure let's, in its own right. Okay. Juan Soto. Luis Arias, Francisco Lindor, Mookie Betts, Matt Olson. Like, you don't have to just draft people. You don't have to just go through free agency. Like, I listed five guys off the top of my head who you could have traded for in a heartbeat. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, I mean, again, we, we do remember oh, they were the best player on. They were team. in on Sean Murphy, and they didn't want to move off Kyle Harrison. Oh, they're always again, in on everyone. There you and go. then they and settle for garbage. Exactly. I mean, that's that more and less is part of the whole system. So yeah, hey, you struck out on Aaron Judge. Here's a Mitch Haniger. Yeah, I mean that was, and that and that's just kind of that's the theme of this organization right now. Like that's why I that's like, unacceptable. Point, you can't sit here and expect things to to, to stay the same at this point, and if. If they do make the playoffs and everything comes back, same old honky dory, we're gonna run it back and do 2023 all over again. Honestly, if you're Giants fans, if you don't want to show up, if you if you're that mad and you're out, I can't I can't hold that against you. Like you have a right to because it's been so obvious that Giants fans reject how this team is constructed. And you cannot, as a businessman, Larry Bear and Greg Johnston, they are still savvy businessmen. When they see what these seats are going to look like, especially that last weekend when the Dodgers are in town, I expect three sellouts that weekend. They will not be orange sellouts. When that happens, we talk about rock bottom. When all of the outfield is in that Pantone 244 color, that's a rock bottom moment. And if things don't change after that, Giants fans, you have every right to be absolutely furious. So, yeah, it's it almost feels like the, the front office has not just reached the point of no return. They have blown by that point of no return. To the point where, yeah, if, if nothing changes, it's God forbid they nothing changes and they extend them. Like, my God, this could drag on way longer than I think any, even the most cynical Giants fan expected. What, what, what are the top teams in baseball right now? What do they excel at? Just, just traits that they're great at. Clearly developing their own. Mm -hmm. Yes. Identifying superstars, making mm -hmm. good, shrewd trades, signing big time players in free agency. All of them. Those are the three things. Mm -hmm. Or any of those characteristics, anything that Farhan excels at. The only thing I would give Farhan credit is I do think they have been more good than bad at developing players. The fact that I have to qualify in that sense, though, tells you like I'm I'm, I'm trying to answer the question in in, in the most positive way possible. What have they developed? 
uh, again, you're you're looking at the rookie class this year. That's okay, a, so a couple of months. So Blake Sable, Blake Sable, who has zero position and has hit like 11 or 12 home runs with 13 home yeah. runs, whatever it is. Wow. I know. Wow. You know Hold on to that rookie thought because I want to dive. Wow. A little bit I want to dive a little bit deeper into the rookies. You Will are Blake listening- Sable ever be an everyday player for any team ever? Hold on to that thought. You're not allowed to to put that notch on your belt. 